You're listening to Resilient Forward, a podcast show to educate the public on the people, businesses, governments, and nonprofits working on resilient solutions and innovative strategies to our most challenging environmental issues. I am your host, Irela Bagué, a Florida native and environmental advocate. I have seen firsthand the impacts of climate change and its effects on our economy. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and learn something new about the fight against climate change in our path towards a resilient future. So welcome to Resilient Forward. Um, We are recording a series of special podcasts to provide our listeners with important information during the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis that has been um, pretty much wreaking havoc across the the globe, really, and particularly in the state of Florida. And I'm so fortunate to have with me um, Representative Ana Maria Rodriguez. Uh, Ana Maria and I go way back, and it's always a pleasure to be able to, you know, have conversations on our podcast with dear friends. Um, Ana Maria um, represents District 105. And these are areas, the areas that are covered in District 105 are Broward, Collier, and Miami-Dade County. Um, many of the areas that are particularly affected by this um, coronavirus, um, and, and we have a, a significant amount of, of, of cases in these areas. So we're fortunate that she's taken some time uh, to talk to us today. And some of the things that are really top of mind and are very concerning right now is, you know, how, how this is affecting our small businesses and people that are out of work. And so, Ana Maria, welcome to Resilient Forward. Thank you so much for being with us today. Irela, thank you so much for inviting me uh, to your show today. And I just want to uh, tell everyone, you know, that um, as, as my grandmother would tell me, this too shall pass. Um, as a community, we need to try to stick together, be positive, and uh, do what's necessary to get through it. Um, and so I'm, I'm very optimistic, very hopeful that this will pass and, and that we're going to get through this um, hopefully sooner uh, rather than later. So thank you again for, for inviting me. Absolutely. And thanks for, for sharing um, with us during this very difficult time. And, you know, it's always good to be able to talk to folks and really reassure them that, again, yes, as you say, this too shall pass. And you know, we coined our podcast with Resilient Forward precisely because resilience is all about, you know, overcoming adversity. And certainly this this is probably one of the biggest adversities our communities across the country are facing. So um, with that said, what, um, and I know that the state is taking many actions as, as well as the federal government to, to help small businesses. So what is what is Florida in particular doing to um, to help small business owners in response to the crisis right now? Well, that's a great question. Um, actually, as of last week, uh, Governor DeSantis activated the Florida Small Business Emergency Bridge Loan Program, um, which is in place to support small businesses that have been impacted by the COVID-19 virus. Um, the bridge loan um, program is managed by the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity, which is also known as the DEO. And what they're going to be doing is providing short-term interest-free loans to small businesses um, over the next few months. Uh, The application period actually opened on March 17th, and it's going to run through May 8th. Um, And so so basically uh, what people need to do is go um, online and apply for these 
uh, funds, which uh, the state has allocated up to $50 million um, for, for this program, which is, which is a considerable amount of money you know, for, for, these, uh, for the businesses to, to apply for. Um, I'm happy to share the website if um, if you want me to go ahead and absolutely. do that now. Absolutely, let's do it. Sure. It's www.floridadisasterloan.org, and I'll repeat that. It's www.floridadisasterloan.org. Great. And um, so, you know, having said that, and 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 it's great that there's some funding available. How you know? And then this is you know right now the difficult thing always is like getting through all the paperwork and everything. Is there, is 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 the process you know somewhat um, easy? Is it or 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 are there folks um, that can help some of these small businesses? Some of them are mom and pop shops, and, you know, in Little Havana and different places. And you know, it's it's sometimes a struggle getting through you know, the government process. So I'm assuming that there's more of a streamlined approach to this because we're in this crisis. Yes, actually, um, the process has been considerably streamlined and the approval process takes no more than three days. So you would have an answer as an applicant within a very short period of time. Uh, we are sensitive to to the fact that a lot of people are, are in a very, very difficult um, crunch right now. Uh, and so we've tried to make this process as, as streamlined as possible. Uh, basically, just you know, to give you an, a, a high-level um, overview of, of some of the eligible uh, eligibility criteria, um, it m must be a uh, for-profit business. Uh, Not-for-profits obviously cannot apply. Uh, privately held small businesses that maintain a, a business a place of business, business in the state of Florida, and it must be. Uh, located within, um, it says here, I'm just reading it, be located in a designated disaster area. Eligible Florida counties per executive order 20-52 are all, basically all counties. So any of our 67 counties um, are eligible uh, to apply for, for, this, uh, for this resource. And this was actually established, um, the company had to have been opened prior to March 9th. So let's say you just opened a, a business in the last, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks, you would not be eligible for this. So your, right. your business had to have been established, obviously, before this um, this crisis occurred. Right, and and you know because you're the the district that you represent, you know we we do have Miami Dade and Broward County um, with mayors that have enacted a more stringent executive orders with regards to closing of restaurants and gyms. Even though the governor has done that as well, but I think that. Um, there are even some cities within within Dade County and, and possibly Broward, I believe, that that are on lockdown already. That you know, even all the small essential, other than essential businesses, you know, like doctors' offices and, and so forth, are pretty mm -hmm. much closed. So so now more than ever does this assistance really become, um, you know, important for folks to know about. Also. I think there's a the reason I and, and you know, I've heard the president talk about it and, and the governor as well, is that they the message to these small businesses is, you know, get these loans and, and keep try to not lay off staff and, and particularly, you know, staff of small restaurants and, you know, even you know, the the, the small businesses that we that we frequent every day in our lives. Yeah, and and that's all that all works together, Irela, with um, a lot of what the, the federal government is is mandating now, 
in terms of um, evictions, for example, you know, we're seeing uh, evictions have now been postponed for 60 days. So a, a landlord cannot evict a tenant, for example, for non-payment um, for the next 60 days. Um, that's something that just happened. And, and I think that's a great step in the right direction because, it, you know, it obviously, you know, people that can pay their rent will, will continue, obviously. But uh, for those that are in a situation, like you said, where their jobs depend on tips or, you know, they're, they're waiters, they're, they're in the restaurant industry, they're in the, the, the tourism industry, and, and they're not um, collecting a paycheck at this time, um, some, some um, accommodations have been put in place so that uh, people will continue, will not lose their shelter, you know, not lose their, their, their homes. Um, and I also believe that, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, either Fannie, Fannie and Freddie or FHA have also uh, put uh, a 60-day, um, uh, basically, grace period so that people um, who fall, who default, uh, will not um, will not get put into foreclosure and not lose their their homes, which is a tremendous relief um, for everyone out there who's going through the situation right now. Yeah, it certainly is comforting. And, and even the mm-hmm. utilities, for example, here in Miami-Dade County, I know that Miami-Dade Water and Sewer are also giving grace periods and not obviously cutting off water, being that everyone is mostly working from home um, to those that have, you know, um, past due bills and so forth. And I believe that our um, even Florida Power and Light is, is con- doing the same. So so yes, all these, all and these I, things and I, and I saw together. that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these things working together kind of help provide some relief to to really what is an uncertain uncertainty as we you know this is a day by day um situation that we're dealing with every day something new happens or a new uh, executive order <laughs> comes down and um you know and i I want to pivot over to to health care and um I know that you have you know your professional career you've you've represented and you've worked with um hospitals and um and and i know that there's there's a certain amount of strain on on obviously our healthcare professionals which you know have to be put on pedestals right now because they are in the there are front lines um on this crisis and dealing with very difficult scenarios what what message can you provide the public as far as how um critical it is to you know stay home and not spread um, because of the strain it's, it's, it puts on um, our hospitals. Well, that's, that's actually a great point. And, and one of the things that I, I shared on, on my social media uh, about a week ago was, you know, you as, as an individual, you know, you think, oh, I'm, I'm outside of the age range that's, you know, for fatalities for, for coronavirus. I'm young. Uh, I don't have any symptoms. I'm, you know, I feel great. And so you continue living your life as usual with with this mindset that you're not, you know, going to get sick, that you're not going to end up in a hospital bed. And yet, you know, all of us, no matter what our age is and no matter what our current health status is, we're, we could all be potential carriers of this virus. And so what happens is, uh, like I know your mom and my parents, and you know, we're mm-hmm. all, you know, our my parents are in their 60s, you know, early 70s, and my mom's in her 60s, my dad's in his 70s. And the last thing I would want to do is inadvertently, you know, get the virus from someone, not know that I have it, and then give it to them and then put them in a compromising situation. Um, and then, of course, put them in a, in a hospital setting. So I right. think all yeah. of us have to be collectively very cognizant and, and very, you know, um, just just 
be be conscientious of of it's not this is not about you it's about the people that you could give it to that could uh, you know end up in the hospital setting right and, and so it's an ex- um yeah it's an exponential yeah. thing because you know exactly. you can come into contact with a number of people expose them they expose others and it just it, this is how we spiraled into the situation to begin with um sadly um uh, but there's many there's things that we can do and um you know just listen to our to uh to the cdc guidelines i mean you know they, they it sounds silly that washing your hands can save lives but it's it's so true um and practicing social distancing which i've been doing for the past well since last monday so it's going to be a whole week <laughs> that i've been inside i i only go out to, to walk my dog but you know you know staying inside you're basically saving lives because you could be a carrier because because of this 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 virus is so invisible, you know, you could be, you could have it. And because, yeah, exactly. And it's highly contagious. It's one of these things that it's it's like, I don't know how many times, five or or six times more contagious than the flu, like the regular flu and and other things. So um, the fact that, you know, we're being told to stay, to shelter in place, stay home, don't go out unless you absolutely have to go out. Um, I think it's really important for people to to listen and to follow those instructions because it will uh, pay off in dividends um, and this will it will flatten the curve um, if we follow those instructions. And so um, all I can say, Irela, is that I've uh, basically organized my entire house already <laughs> to be home <laughs> all these days. Uh, you know, I've, obviously I'm also working from home and my children are not in school. I have a kindergartner and a first grader. Um, wow. So I've been um, I've been spinning a lot of plates these days, uh, just <laughs> trying to keep everything, all the trains uh, running on time um, here at home. But yeah, no, uh, I, I think again, it, as, if we listen to our our leaders and we listen to to what they're saying, which is to just you know do what we need to do and 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 so forth, we we will get out of this and hopefully in a, in a sooner rather than later uh, fashion. So. Well, because you mentioned, you know, you're a mom, you're, you're of two very young children. Um, let's talk about that for a second, because I think that it's, it's nice to give folks, you know, the perspective that not, that, you know, our elected officials are also real people with the same issues that we're all dealing with. And, you know, how, from, from your perspective as a mom and dealing with this new reality of online learning, how is that? Um, how's that going, actually? So it's it's actually going really well. Um, the children really enjoy um, the the online learning. Um, sometimes they get a little bit distracted, but that's normal. They're they're still little, and and you know they yeah, any little thing you know comes by, and they they just they want to get up <laughs> from from the from the desk. But um, the good news I feel is that um, our education commissioner uh, Richard Corcoran. Uh, basically decided to not um, count the the SAT exams for for this school year. Um, I think that takes a tremendous burden off of parents and and children uh, to who were basically in the process of preparing for this exam that was going to be happening um, in the very near future. Um, so now that that they don't have that pressure on them, that added pressure, um, they can actually focus on the joy of learning and and really just. Um, learn for the sake of learning and not, you know, preparing for an exam, which is, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like we, we basically, that, that's what we have to do. We have to obviously measure our children's progress, you know, collectively through this, through this examination process. But 
Um, I think kids really enjoy learning just because it's, it's, it's what they like to do and, and not because they're preparing for an exam. So I think the silver lining is that, you know, we don't have to have that exam this year. Um, and that's, that's right. a big load off of everyone's chest. Yeah. Right. It, it, it certainly is. And, you know, especially for, you know, I mean, kids are, you know what, you know, kids are very resilient. And if we watch them, they adapt so well, especially when, you know, changes like these come and they have to stay indoors. Um, and speaking of staying indoors, how do you keep them, you know, re- recreationally? How, how do they, you know, they can't go out and so, to the playground and play around and, and, you know, run around. So, so are yeah. there any so, tips so for we're, parents? We're actually, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not, we're not letting them go to the community playground, which we have one here in Doral where we live, but we mm-hmm. are letting them play in our patio you know we have a patio um on a lake it's it's very pretty but it, it basically lets them go outside get some vitamin d you know kick right. the ball around a little bit and then they come back in but in terms of you know going out to a playground where there could potentially be you know you know virus inadvertently on a, another child could have you know taken it to the playground we're, we're really uh strict about that so um you know it, it, it is good to go outside it's good to let them get some fresh air and, and get some sun but but not um, not in a setting where you know where they would be, you know, with other other children who could put, you know un- unfortunately may may be carriers of, of the virus. Right, right. Well, Ana Maria, you know, if there's anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we um, wrap up, um, this is the perfect time to do it. I think that the the most important thing, and I think the message that everyone needs to really understand is, you know, if you stay home, you save lives. And really practice what the CDC is recommending everyone to do, particularly if you feel any symptoms. And I think this is one one thing that people, you know, really get a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of kind of misinformation out there. If you feel any kind of symptoms, call before you go, um, you know, because you're you're adding an additional burden if you show up in an emergency room, if you, you know, um, get in line for testing without even understanding what the, you know, criteria is and so forth. So I think information is very important and people need to stay informed. Yes. And um, to your point, uh, if you check off all the boxes in the, you know, symptoms list for coronavirus, um, there is a drive-through testing site uh, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. And I, my understanding is that there will be another testing site opening very soon at Marlin Stadium in the city of Miami. So, um, you know, obviously, either location, you know, depending on what's closer to your home, you know, where, wherever you're at, um, would be a good option. Um, and these sites are, you should get the results within, within, you know, I guess an hour, about an hour or a couple of hours. So that's that's very reassuring. If if you have symptoms and you think you may be a carrier. Um, get yourself checked at one of these locations. Um, uh, but but if not, as, as Irela just said, um, you know, if you don't have all the symptoms or if you're feeling just a little bit off, you know, try try not to overcrowd the, the emergency rooms because, um, you know, there may be people who are very, very sick who may need that. Um, but if you're feeling well, for the most part, um, just stay home and, and try not to um, interact out, out in public. And just, you know, call your doctor. I mean, it's as simple as that. Exactly. Your your mm-hmm. primary care yeah. physician can probably go through, you know, the, the check, checklist with you um, to determine, you know, what the best course of action is. So with that, exactly. thank you so much for um, 
for being with us today. And um, it's a very fluid situation, and hopefully we can get these numbers in Florida um, under control and flatten that curve and, you know, get past this. And, and this too shall pass, as your grandmother would say. Yes, and and again, you know, as the name of your of your podcast, you know, resilient forward. We will be resilient. We will get through this, um, and let's just all stick together and do do the right thing and and be social socially distant for the next uh, for the immediate future. Yeah, thank you so much, Representative Ana Maria Rodriguez, with us today. Um, we're fortunate to know you, have a, have your friendship, and um, we'll we'll stay in Likewise. touch soon, and we'll share all this information on on you know, our social media channels um, as and, and very important numbers and websites that you mentioned during our podcast. So thank you so much for being with us and um, stay safe and, and healthy. You too, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Resilient Forward. Don't forget to like this episode on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to know more about Resilient Forward or join us as a guest, please visit www.resilientforward.com. Join us next time. And remember, our environment is our economy.